week's edition for the Wise Up Podcast. This is your host, Azra Siddiqui. As a reminder, Wise Up is my platform to educate the South Asian and Muslim communities about Texas and national politics. You can follow me on social media, such as Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Our handle is at WiseUpTX, W-I-S-E-U-P-T-X, or you can check out our website, www.wiseuptx.com. Remember, everyone. Get educated, get wiser, and start giving a hoot. Alright, so here we are with our Wise Up briefing. And with regards to national news, it's been crazy, which is, I guess, the usual norm these days as President Trump has only been in office for about five weeks. So it's kind of crazy to think it's, you know, really crazy when we see everything that's been happening in the media. While President Trump has been tweeting incredibly interesting things, such as calling out the press as the biggest enemy of America, which is exceptionally just such a daunting thing to say um, about the media. I believe he feels this way because he is, you know, getting criticized a lot, especially mostly by liberal media, um, for not, you know, being the typical president. And it's kind of scary because the statements that he makes, there are people who are his followers, um, you know, they lose, they, you know, have no credibility for these other media outlets, such as like the New York Times or the Washington Post. And it's pretty scary because he's essentially manipulating the people against these um, news sources that are actually very legitimate, that actually do a lot of hard work and research. Uh, into the articles they produce, and, you know, it's just a very scary thing um, to see what will happen because of it. Uh, Besides the media, we all know that the FBI is currently investigating three different uh, scenarios of the Donald Trump campaign and its ties with Russia. Uh, We'll have to see what happens from there. Uh, We all know that Michael Flynn, who is a national security advisor, essentially uh, resigned because he had discussed sanctions with a Russian diplomat and did not disclose that to the administration. Um, It seems that the Washington Post had done a really great article to get that information out there. And it also seems that um, the new NSA would be H.R. McMaster. And there seems to be some generally great response about him on both sides. So maybe that is an upgrade from what we had before. We also know that our president has been meeting with several different foreign dignitaries, such as the Prime Minister of Japan, um, Prime Minister Trudeau from Canada, and Prime Minister Netanyahu um, from Israel, and that also caused a little bit of controversy because he discussed how he would be okay with either a one-state solution or a two-state solution. He seemed very vague about the Middle East conflict. Uh, It didn't seem that Prime Minister Netanyahu, uh, you know, had any expression as to what Donald Trump's uh, thoughts were. So it'll be interesting to see how Israel uh, plans to go forward with the whole Palestinian issue. Are they willing to offer a two-state solution? Are they willing to offer a one-state solution, which they give Palestinian citizenship? Uh, It's been known that Netanyahu is more on the right side of the political spectrum in that he 
is not really for a two-state solution, nor giving a one, uh, like having a one-state solution in the sense of giving Palestinians full citizenship and full rights. So it seems like um, it will be stagnant, as the Middle East policy has been for a while, a long time now, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be getting any better anytime soon, which is exceptionally unfortunate. Uh, along with these meetings with the foreign dignitaries, it's been coming across on social media about Donald Trump's um, awkward handshakes. I don't know if you've been seeing them, but they add a little humor to your life. Furthermore, there have been the immigration deportations that have been occurring, and you know, several people have been very upset about it, and, you know, a lot of immigrants have been doing these protests, like, this past week, about a day without immigrants, where people are, who are immigrants were unwilling to work and taking a day off to protest so that the American population can understand how much uh, immigrants do provide to the country economically. While I think this was a very noble cause to participate in, and it's very true, people who are anti-immigrant really do not realize the, um, the really major impact that we have in American society, whether it's economically, socially, politically, etc. Um, while we're all banding together to make sure that our voices are heard, I think that's great. I do kind of want to point out something about the way the media has portrayed this, is that you know, there has been a lot of anger towards Donald Trump for a lot of these ICE raids. And while I understand that, um, people seem to forget that President Obama did a lot of the same policies with regards to immigration. Now, the way they, they had the standard for whom they deported, that was different. And uh, the Chicago Tribune did a great uh article on how they have been different, but at the end of the day, President Obama was also deporting a lot of people, and a lot of those that he deported um, were um, a lot of the people that had um, fled from Latin America and come to the U.S., and because there was such an influx of immigrants coming across the border, they, you know, let them through, but then had, they had a hearing, and if they didn't attend the hearing, um, which a lot of them didn't, a lot of it was due to, it was, you know, they didn't have proper legal counsel, and so they didn't attend the hearings, and if they didn't attend it, then they were on the list to be um, rounded up and sent back. So, I just think that the media has not done a gr maybe a fair job in covering the way that President Trump has been deporting people. Um, I feel that some of the media coverage I see has been a lot more with Donald Trump deporting people, whereas there wasn't this much cover coverage when President Obama was doing it. So, you know, I know that the media is pretty good to attain your information from, but it's always good to know that the other side isn't always wrong and that sometimes, you know, they are justified in their, um, you know, anxiousness or anger or their concerns um, and I did see a lot of people who are conservative while they're not the biggest Donald Trump fans also making the statement that well President Obama did it as well granted that the standards were different but he still deported thousands of people um, how come there wasn't that much anger then as there is with um, President Obama's deportations and I do think that they have a valid point there all right so, now that we have covered the um, 
national news, it is time to move on to the Texas legislature, which I hope you all have been following on um, Wise Up. We have been consistently posting articles on um, our Facebook page along with our Twitter account. So if you follow them, you would be able to find out the latest as to what's been going on. Um, the Texas Capitol has been seeing quite a lot of demonstrations as well. In, in fact, there was one yesterday for President's Day against President Trump. So in the Texas legislature, uh, it's been kind of in a limbo. Uh, the Texas House just announced, or the Speaker of the House just announced who are going to be chairing the committees and which representatives are part of um, each committee. And if you all recall, I've talked about how a bill... Um, you know, it's filed and then it gets sent to a committee and then from the committee gets voted out and eventually gets to the House floor for the debate. Uh, and if it passes or not, then it goes on to the Senate. Um, so things have been a little slow. Uh, with regards um, to the Texas Senate, they have already approved an anti-sanctuary legislation. And I had mentioned before how Governor Abbott was making sanctuary cities one of his uh, top priorities of legislation to be passed this session and with regards to anti-sanctuary they're essentially stating that cities um, who essentially offer sanctuary to illegal immigrants or is, don't ask them um, about their immigration status uh, would not receive state funding and this is going to be an exceptionally controversial bill uh, you can already see that the Hispanic population is already getting very worked up about this um, and they also kind of contributed to, you know, the whole um, thing that they had last week about immigrants, you know, boycotting, not working for the day. Um, it also would probably and potentially provide several lawsuits because immigration is a federal subject and states aren't usually allowed to regulate it, so that could potentially uh, be an issue. And there are many cities that testified against it because it would impact them uh, detrimentally in the finance department because if there were lawsuits, their city has to pay for all the litigation and for all the attorneys and they would most likely lose and, you know, they would take a huge hit in that sense. So there is going to definitely be a lot of controversy there. The other big controversial bill is also coming from the Senate from the Lieutenant Governor, which is the bathroom bill um, that people can only use the bathroom of the gender that they were um, originally born with. Uh, there have been many celebrities and companies that have signed on stating that they are very much against this bill and that, um, you know, they're very outspoken about it. There are many companies that are saying that they would, you know, pull out of Texas or not do business if this bill is passed. Um, so that is going to be something that will... Um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Governor Abbott does not seem to be thinking that this is a top priority, so perhaps it won't really go mu uh, much further um, on the House side. And moving on to our Texas Attorney General, uh, the controversial um, executive order that Donald Trump had signed with regards to the immigration ban, uh, the state of Texas is the first state to have filed, you know, a briefing in which they said that they are in full support of the ban, and that's kind of, 
really sad to hear because Texas has a lot of immigrants, especially in the states, uh, in the cities of Dallas and Houston. And it seems to me that they seem to be, I don't know, completely oblivious as to the impact that immigrants have for our country and not only for our country, but the huge state of Texas. Uh, we all provide a lot of services, whether you know, it's in the agricultural industry, in the hotel industry, in the medical industry. I mean, we do a lot. So it seems to me that this is either like a political ploy or, you know, they just have some very narrow-minded uh, perspectives as to how Texas actually the demographics are because it is essentially going to be a majority-minority state. And what I mean by that is that the majority of people living in Texas are going to be essentially minorities. And it seems like either they don't want to accept that change and they're trying to hinder it in every way that they possibly can. And last but not least, the other really big controversial bill is Senate Bill 3. And um, the, if you want to check it out, the Texas Tribune has done a great job annotating the text of the bill to explain how the bill would impact uh, Texas families. And it's with regards to a school choice um, bill, and it's um, dealing also with vouchers. If you all recall when um, President Trump's pick for Secretary of Education, Betsy Davos, uh, she is a huge proponent of school choice and vouchers. So you can tell that the, within the education um, realm, this is a huge, huge um, controversial topic. You either have those that are for school choice and vouchers and those that are for, you know, f potentially funding more in public schools. So if, um, you know, you have kids in public schools or you find public education to be exceptionally important to you or you're for vouchers and school choice, um, it is really a great idea right now to call your um, local representatives and talk to them about these types of legislations and how you feel it would um, impact your child and to kind of also gain an understanding of where your representative is on these types of legislation. Um, I will like to say that those that are for school choice and vouchers, it does seem that it would essentially help out um, more of the middle to higher class people because, yes, you can get, you know, a little bit of money from the government or attain vouchers, you know, to send your kid to wherever you'd like. So that means not much money is going into the public schools and those that are getting the money for, you know, getting a little bit of help to go to a private school, only those that are in upper income level, you know, they'll be like, okay, well, we get this sort of discount and then we can foot the rest of the bill. Where those people who are you know, not as financially secure, is not as financially well off. Even those vouchers or the money that they get from the government to be able to choose for a private school would not be enough for them to cover the whole cost. So they essentially wouldn't be able to partake in this um, program and they would still end up going to public schooling, which would be funded even less than it is now because a lot of the money that would be going towards public schooling is now being cut out and um, going towards vouchers and school choice programs. So that is something to think about because while it may not affect your kid right away because for the most part, South Asians are more financially secure, um, you know, it could detrimentally 
hurt the entire state of Texas. And so that's why this has become such a controversial topic. And I sincerely urge you all to read up more about it. Um, I have been posting stuff on Wise Up. So definitely be on the lookout and check those articles out because I think this is an incredibly important topic that is really going to impact us and our children's future. All right, folks, that's the Wise Up Briefing. I hope you all will stay tuned in the next two weeks for my next podcast segment. Um, I just came back from a great trip to Germany, and it was really awesome. Learned a lot of history, especially about uh, the anti-Semitism that had occurred in World War II, and it really kind of paralleled with the current political climate and history that we are seeing in America today. So I really want to discuss that um, with you all and, you know, you know, have a discussion to see you know, where things are different and where maybe we can try and change things so those same mistakes that occurred in World War II uh, don't happen in America. So I hope you all will stay tuned for that. And don't forget to check out my Facebook and Twitter accounts along with our Instagram account, WiseUpTX. And don't forget to check out our website, www.wiseuptx.com. And don't forget, everyone, let's get educated, let's get wiser, and let's start giving a hoot. Until next time.